0: Welcome to a new universe, Dramaverse, where we have visionary and exploratory conversations about the future experience society. With
1: me, Samira. And me, Madde. Welcome to an exciting new episode of Dramaverse. Today we have the pleasure of introducing a true pioneer in visual art and animation, Yuvia Maini. Yuvia is renowned for her significant projects, including work for the Swedish parliament. She is celebrated for creating vibrant and lively patterns, and with augmented reality she takes viewers on a journey where art not only moves but also changes color and form right on their mobile devices. During 2024, Yuvia is a part of the exhibit at Sweden's first AI museum, and she is part of the arts collective, the Miss Chiefs. Miss Chiefs is originally a groundbreaking feminist exhibition of contemporary collectible design, showcasing a unique group of 10 trailblazing women selected for their punk nature of their work, at the crossing of design, craft and art. Yuvia is not just a visual artist and animator, she is a storyteller who uses new technologies to create interactive and engaging stories. Her work has gained international attention and been showcased at film festivals around the world. She is the founder of Blob.tv, a creative lab exploring unbiased spaces through AR, animation, and interaction. Yuvia has a diverse background that started in a Cuban-Indian-Norwegian household in Stockholm and took her on a long journey through Paris, London, and Berlin where she studied fine arts. When not creating in front of a screen, Yuvia can be found socializing with dogs, cats, and people, organizing interactive exhibitions with Blob TV, or teaching about AR, XR art, and animation. Today, Yuvia will share her unique perspective on art, technology, and how she merges these worlds. So, settle in and get ready for a fascinating journey into the world of Yuvia Miney. A world where pixels and humans come closer together. So, a warm welcome to you, Yuvia, to uh, Dramaverse, the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in Slovakia
2: at the moment uh, where I'm doing a residency. Um, so, um, yeah, enjoying the cold weather and the uh, Uh, warm uh, culture
1: here wow that sounds amazing so is it is it a residency connected to uh the mischiefs or is it something else that you're doing there
2: it's uh, connected it's independent from mischiefs it's uh, connected to uh over 100 year old cinema that invites uh, different artists um, and I'm there doing uh, interactive uh, mural painting right now, and uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's really fun and very like I've never been to Slovakia. It's uh, it's a very uh, cute place where I'm in. I'm in Košice, which is in the uh, southeast.
1: Oh, yeah <laughs> is, is it a lot of? Is it mountains and a lot of snow? Or
2: <laughs> it it was snow when I came, but now it's a uh, kind of melting thank god because it was really cold and now it's just a lot of rain Uh, but yeah there are some mountains and hills around me so it's it's a nice view
1: that's beautiful yeah beautiful so let's get (laughs) back to uh your stay there maybe a little bit later but first we thought maybe you wanted to tell us a little bit about your current exhibition at the first ai museum in sweden we know that you're one of the few artists actually having an exhibition there Uh, so tell us a little bit about this and how it reflects the intersection of art and technology that's like one of your main things that you're doing (laughs)
2: yeah so in this exhibition i have contributed with six pieces and uh, they are all uh you could uh, summarize it as that it's um static imagery that comes to life through augmented reality and people's phones and uh, um yeah i'm discussing different things in those things but often it's uh, very uh, social media related and how we um yeah, how the stimulants in social media and uh, the idea of the endless scrolling and and uh, yeah, myself, I work a lot with the loops and endless loops that never ends. And I think that resonates very well with uh, the society we live in today where it's often an endless feed um, that uh, sometimes can be hard to break. Uh, it, there's no natural ending to it. Yeah, so, uh, and I've been... In both these uh, series of artworks, I'm I'm using uh, traditional techniques, but mixing it with um, um, AR. And uh, yeah, I I often work like this: that I combine two techniques that are maybe one that is analog, one that is more digital, in order to kind of um, uh, be closer to the viewer in a sense. And uh, so then. Often we're quite uh, we're quite used to the to relating to an analog technique. So it also makes you maybe it's I've seen that it can be helpful for an audience that is not so interested in digital art. Usually, yeah. I don't know if that sums it up.
1: <laughs> no, but it's really interesting. So is it like if you would explain it a little bit more? Is it like uh painting uh, that we could recognize as more of a traditional piece and then you use your mobile device for example to make things happen with it or is it like can you see yeah,
2: thing? yeah. It's exactly but- like that it's a it, at first it's uh it's a painting that seems like a normal painting and uh, what I've noticed is that people are usually quite uh, they can be interested in it. It usually has a lot of uh, very strong colors, which I think a lot of people like, um, but uh, then if you would point your camera at this painting, then it comes to life. Uh, and uh, yeah, what happens often is that people get very happy and uh, surprised and uh, they can relate to the, the painting in a completely different way than than before when it was just a static image. Yeah, so yeah, you could say both of them are like this.
1: (laughs) That is so uh, interesting. Do you you think, uh, like, what do you see is the development of this? Do you think that we'll have paintings like this in our homes and and the new devices will make the whole, like, the walls and our homes come to life, so to speak? Or is it going to be, do you think, exhibitions like this where we go to a certain place and we can use technology to experience things in a new way?
2: Well, I, I dream of a world where you can po- point like your phone at anything and it would come to life. Um, right now, the technology is not there. Uh, and so, for example, with AR, we're building AR for f- phones often uh, and not uh, uh, phones for AR, uh, if that makes sense. So there's like technology, there's some uh there's some restrictions in what you can do for example when you use AR you have to have a entry point which is an app or uh uh, yeah an application of some form that hosts the uh, ar but it, yeah it would be amazing if you could just like take out your camera in the future and um <laughs> point at anything like in the same way as for example qr code the readers are integrated in our cameras now yeah that would be awesome if that could happen
1: <laughs> what, do you think you could t- like i'm thinking maybe some of our listeners aren't that um Well, we've probably heard most of these abbreviations and words before, but if we're not like if the listeners are not really um, that knowing about what they actually mean, could you give us like a really, really short just descriptions of the different technologies that you're working with and what they like examples of how you use them? Like when it comes to AR or AI and what's the difference between the two in the works that you're doing?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, So I primarily work with augmented reality. I can start off with that my base is animation. So my base is animation and painting. Uh, And then from that, I kind of diverged into uh, XR, which is an abbreviation for experience reality. And that is kind of an umbrella term for many different technologies. Uh, And one of those technologies, is uh, AR which stands for augmented reality and um, that basically is it, what it means is that it enhances reality in a sense and there's many different ways as you know to enhance the reality you can do that in, in uh, for example with sound with maybe projections but often when you talk about AR you mean uh, um, what you would say, maybe call as filters. So, for example, uh, a lot of us has uh, maybe heard of Pokemon Go, which uh, was an application, I think the first like AR application that kind of went viral in, I think, 2016 or earlier. And um, uh, yeah, that is like uh, maybe a, a 3D character could interact in your the physical world and uh, but then you can also yeah for example there's like instagram filters or snapchat filters and i think that's mainly what people use in ar right now and now we're also seeing like i don't know ikea also you can put like your furniture in the in your kitchen and to see how the real size how it would interact so there's many different user casings for ar And uh, yeah, and then sometimes I work with VR, which stands for virtual reality. And in order to implement VR, you often need VR glasses, um, which makes it, and then you can kind of move around and uh, be transformed to a completely different space. Uh, And what is the difference between AR and VR is that VR, you're kind of in an enclosed digital space. And then you have mixed reality, uh, which is like on the rise now, where you can kind of, it's a mixture between VR and AR. Uh, and uh, But I don't normally work that much in that. Uh, and then uh, I also work sometimes in 360 video format, which is a very interesting format. I, I call it kind of a, like modern retro format, um, which is, um, it is uh, like VR, but it's basically in the computer or the phone. So you don't need any glasses, but you have, for example, in a video, you have the ability to turn around. Uh, Sometimes you can also interact with things. uh, And uh, it's fun because you can kind of decide how you want to view and experience however it's like i when it came i think it came like yeah 2016 youtube launched it or something and and then you uh it was like everyone thought that this is the way you will see videos like any will like be able to view anything like this and this is just the kind of the death for the normal video however uh, it takes like a lot more work to design uh, a video for someone when they can turn around at any point Uh, so I think that kind of became the death of this uh, format um, where yeah it takes too much uh too much work to design a storytelling work uh, story t- story in that format and um, it's also very um uh yeah sometimes you also need like more processing power and a uh, better uh, wi-fi connection or or internet connection yeah so now it's mostly um i think it's mostly like apartment viewings that are made in this format but it, yeah. it
1: it is an yeah. interesting format. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. From that, but is it, do you think that this is sort of something that will um, explode in the near future because it will be more accessible to people, um, or do you think that that like the mainstream media will still be the regular, easy version of the video format, sort of like YouTube? Um, what do you say? Because if you look back and see what has happened since 2016, like you've been talking about, and if you like try to take a look like five years ahead of time, where do you think we'll be in that time span?
2: Yeah, I think what it comes down to is like maybe how easy it will be to create these digital experiences. I mean, I think most people prefer when or like it is very much more fun to have an interactive experience than having a passive one. Uh, so I definitely think we are like we're gonna diversion to seeing more interactive experience, and that the future is interactive and that and personalized. And so, for example, um, that maybe even uh, videos would be generated on the go, like depending on what your preference is um but i think yeah what it comes down to is like the technology and also yeah processing power and how uh yeah how easy that will be to implement um and i mean that is super exciting with all these ai tools that are coming now um that where you can basically generate like on the go uh and uh, yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to what this means for like storytelling and yeah the future of communication in general and art.
0: Yeah, in your view how is AI transforming the landscape of contemporary art you think?
2: Um, That's a really good question. Um, I think I think it's really like changing and and questioning what is art. Um, for example, I had this incident like a few months back where I was talking to someone at a party and they uh, we started talking about what we do and and uh, I was saying I, I work within the arts and and he 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 was saying well i'm an artist too and i was like oh that's so cool and like uh, what is it like what is your main focus in art and then he showed me pictures uh that that was cgi pictures um like um yeah, computer
1: what
2: generated. The, yeah, I was gonna say what. Yeah, computer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Like computer generated images. So, so this in this instance, it was like um, some 3D avatar and some landscapes that looked somewhat uh, photorealistic, but uh, maybe a bit also that it would be generated and something. And then I asked him, "Well, how did you do this?" And then he said, "Well." I used MidJourney, which is an AI tool, yeah. and and so he was basically prompting, and I think that's really interesting because in his mind he was an artist, uh, and uh, meanwhile I think in the art world you wouldn't necessarily considering consider that being an artwork uh, artist, and so I don't know I think this is uh, is also like a very Good story for maybe what is happening because it's like AI is opening so many doors into the art world and uh, and I think that's incredible because we definitely need to like diversify the art world that can be very homogenous and sometimes very elitist but it is also very scary for artists um, because uh, that means that. They can you can use, for example, uh, like for example, these images are generated using uh, data sets, and those data sets um, are often containing imagery of uh, artists' work. But uh, and these artists don't necessarily get paid for uh, someone generating uh, something that could look like an artwork. So they have basically not done. The work behind, uh, so that can be problematic, and I think we're figuring out a model for that uh, where maybe artists could get paid. Um, but yeah, I think it ultimately is def- definitely revolutionizing the art world in the sense that we need to rethink what is art, um, how do we define it, uh, who, yeah. Uh, but I think that's an ongoing discussion always. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is that you, because I've, I've heard you talk a little bit about this. Like I, I listened to an interview with you just a few days ago and I heard you talk a little bit about the ongoing sort of arts revolution. And I think that in that interview, it was on a, like a radio station. I don't think you had time to deep dive into that. But is this what you're talking about, like with regards to sort of an arts revolution uh, about, you know, who defines art and who is an artist and and what is art and everything, who Who owns the art or um, Mm -hmm. do you want to elaborate a little bit more on this? Because I think it's so interesting because I think a lot of these questions that we're dealing with when it comes to new technologies has to do with, you know, weighing in both the uh, possibilities and what it opens for us as to the future experience sort of of arts at the same time as it is a bit threatening, of course, to sort of what we have been used to and what we know.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I mean, what I mean with an art revolution is that I think that this is one of the biggest, I mean, this is like the industrial revolution in a sense that it's just revolutionizing people's jobs. And that's also um, like artists' jobs. And uh, what, uh, for example, what a lot of people don't know uh, is that being an artist is a lot about writing applications, uh, pitching and um, uh, and for example, with uh, I think a lot of people have turned to ChatGPT, which is a form of AI, uh, to to help and assist with those tasks. And I think I mean that's amazing because you can, for example, free up a lot of very labor intensive work that takes away from uh, creating things. Um, but then also uh, creating things. if you, for example, if you can implement AI tools in your workflow, and uh, then you can maybe get to the actual making faster uh, and spend more time on that and more uh, you can develop the artwork further. And I think that's that's uh, super exciting like for artists. and I think that's also why we need to learn how to use these tools Uh, and that in that sense, I think it's just going to really revolutionize the aesthetics in the art world. And, and um, yeah, the way of thinking, the way of making things. Uh, I think also I'm very excited for more artists to get into the field of, for example, AI and uh, computer generated images, uh, because um, it's a very, you could say that it's a very specific uh, audience right now that is creating imagery. So it also reflects a very uh, like narrow aesthetic sometimes. And uh, for example, yeah, you can draw a parallel to like animation. And animation used to be like uh, there has been like immense technical development there, and it used to be uh, very. Uh, like a very technical, either like for hand-drawn uh, animation, someone that is really good at drawing, or for uh, com- uh, like 3D animation, uh, someone that is really good at uh, technology. But now those tools have, uh, where in hand-drawn animation, we have way quicker tools in the computer. So we don't have to flip papers all the time and hand draw. Uh, we can use references, we can, Uh, work way faster so it's a completely different uh, group of people that can animate today than compared to say 30 years ago and that is uh, changing the way we tell stories so we hear more different stories and uh, yeah for the same for 3D and I think it's it's the same uh, with the yeah, with the, in the arts, and uh, that we will see different stories being told and the way we tell them will be different. Uh, so I, that's what I'm super excited about in this uh, art revolution.
1: Yeah, It's so exciting. It's exciting to hear you talk about it because I can truly hear a lot of excitement, to be honest, in your voice. And I think that's really like um refreshing because we all know about like um i don't know if whatever you want to call it like we like the whole sort of risk narrative and everything so and it's not about you know no not at all seeing it but it's about you know where you want to put your focus but so we just want to stay a little bit more here because i think this is such an interesting area to explore more about and i'm wondering a little bit a little bit about what you think like um how you think the digital revolution in art or the, you know, the AI transformation uh, will influence societal views or how, how we view creativity and cultural expression? You've already mentioned a little bit about like more narratives be, being able to be told. But do you want to elaborate a little bit more on this? How, how yeah, how, how we'll view creativity and, and cultural expression in the future and in this ongoing process?
2: Yeah definitely I think um I think that uh, the process will become somewhat more important so for example very analog techniques that take a lot of very labor intensive work will be viewed yeah maybe like even higher than they're viewed today um because because that's so unique and and i mean of course you can i think in the future you will be able to generate for example i recently worked with an artist called Elisif Hals and she works with um, etzing and uh, that's a form of like printing and so you basically like draw in a metal plate you use the metal plates to to um, print, like make a print, and then what she does is that she uses many different prints, and then she like cuts in these prints to make these like incredibly intricate imagery that is just insane, and uh, that uh, that process is so incredibly labor intensive, and uh, and it was funny because I was working with her and I was. I animated we made an animated short film together where I was adapting her imagery to animation. and um it was funny because i I was thinking about it was I just started the project in the in the beginning when like all these uh, like AI uh like text to image tools were uh, popping out like Dali and Midjourney and so I was thinking oh well maybe I can make something similar um, like to her work uh, in one of these these uh, softwares but then uh, it didn't work and like it, it came like a bit close but it was definitely not on the level of like precision that that she could uh, yeah that she could make with like yeah, hand drawn and like etching at this plate and so i think yeah, um yeah and then in the end i had to do everything by hand and it was a super labor intensive process And then it was interesting when I was when I was presenting this work, people were were asking like, like, how did you do this work? Did you like, did you use 3D uh, animation or or uh, like what tools did you use? And it was so interesting because everyone, most people in the audience were taking for granted that these the this uh, animation I had done was gen was made with quite co- like quicker tools than hand-drawn animation. and I think that's like today we're so used that everything has a quick solution and I think uh in the future it will we will become even more used to that we have used AI or digital tools so, But then, when it it will then be even more important to always highlight the process and highlight the craft that is behind a piece, because it's uh, it's becoming more and more abstract for people. uh, What is craft, and and for people that are not in the art world, like that you use hours and hours of uh, of like making something by hand, and and I think. I think that will become uh, like a rarity, but also be more valued in the future.
1: Um, Do you think we'll want to be part of the experience as a a sort of viewer or consumer or as the person experiencing the artwork? Do you think we'll want to be more a part of the process?
2: yeah maybe i mean you're seeing like for example with social media you're seeing an inflection like that artists are showing their process behind an artwork and uh, uh, that is like because we're so we're getting more and more fatigued with like amazing imagery and, um, and, uh, and so seeing just the finished artwork on social media is quite boring but if you see the process behind it and you understand how how someone has made this by hand then it somehow becomes even more interesting and I think yeah I think that's going to be a lot of the future I think we're we're it's going to be in more important to to uh document the process and that maybe the process becomes a part of the artwork and mm. um, but yeah it's it's always hard to say i, I feel like also we're uh we're changing you know, like because right now we're so saturated with with different mediums and we're um yeah i feel like we're getting we're definitely like visually very uh fatigued um, because we're seeing so many things and we're by a screen all day and I think that's for example why you can see the rise of of audio based uh, media and so for example I think we're like a lot of people are for example turning to podcasts because we're so tired to maybe seeing something all the time. Uh, but I'm also wondering what will happen, for example, when we're so tired to hear something all the time will like smells and other like uh, touch like what is the next medium? Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the future of art will also maybe um, will be uh, working with this.
0: yeah. <laughs> It sounds like an expansion of all our senses in the future.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to summarize this. I think we're um, maybe also it will be more that we like. I hope that we come to a point where we don't get oversaturated. For example, like like. What has is happening with the news that we're getting, like a bit apathic to seeing, you know, atrocities on media and or um, you know about climate change and and what is going on in the world. Uh, I wish that we can find a, like a sweet spot where we are more we don't get fatigued and apathic. We get more um, solution-oriented and we can maybe take on information in a better way. And I think, I mean, the future of art, I think, has a role to play in that, that maybe we, as artists, will also try to examine what is the sweet spot? Uh, Is it a combination between different senses or is it um is it one particular media we should be more interested in or um me personally i think that interactive media will be more mm. will be something where like you can decide the viewer can decide how much they uh, they want to interact or how much they want to see and if they want to see more of something they they will do an action to to do that mm. um,
1: Okay. so But um, we've been talking a a lot about, you know, new technologies in the future. And of course, we want to stay there. But I'm also thinking a little bit about, you know, new technologies in creating new art in relation to new technologies being used to experience more traditional arts and where you think that will sort of move in the future. If you like, for an example, if you look at the uh immersive arts exhibition of the Monet's Garden, for example, do you think we'll mm-hmm. see a lot more of that kind of interactive uh, experiences when it comes to also the more traditional arts pieces?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um I think the Monet's Garden and uh Van Gogh and uh, I think Hilma Kling also. And yeah, all these It's a very interesting way to like educate, I think, young people also that is used to seeing um, moving content and that are somewhat more and more foreign to static, uh, sometimes abstract paintings. Um, Yeah, that it becomes more interesting to them and that it's a way to educate about uh, art history. I think what is interesting with these experiences is that um, sometimes the technology can take over the art and, and it becomes, for example, an immersive experience. It doesn't become uh, a story about uh, Monet's great artistry and uh, I think I, I think these uh, and I hope that these uh, like experiences will be become more and more refined. And I think they will. Um, Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I, I do think that we will see more uh, mixed media. Like, for example, you, you see that with artists as well, that you're maybe not just doing paintings or uh, visual art, you're also working with sound and uh, uh, yeah, moving content and a, a, as a way to expand your universe. And I think that artists' universes will become larger and larger in a sense. Um, and uh, yeah, that's also very very exciting because it's also a limit to how, uh, maybe there's not a limit, but I think there can be a limit to what uh, like what you can do good. And I think it will be more and more important to know when to stop, if that makes sense. That like, um, as all these tools are arising, I think, it become more and more important to know, to curate and to know how to use and how to implement these technologies so that it makes sense in the story. So that yeah. it's not, uh, yeah, for example, like when, I don't know, uh, when websites came, then everyone wanted a website, when app came, then everyone wanted an app. So, yeah. It didn't always make a sense to have an app for you know uh, a small shop uh, where you can you just go to a shop uh, and i think it's uh, somewhat similar here that uh, right now a lot of people are like jumping on the new technology train but that maybe it doesn't always make sense uh, yeah and
1: but I do you think it, think it um, do, do you do you still think it's important because i i can definitely hear you uh, when you say that it's you know maybe um Maybe you don't want to just jump on the first train before you know more about it or or know when to stop or whatever. But do you think it's also like um, something that we have to take into consideration and that we have to evolve within to bring in the younger generations on this path where we see culture as a really important part of society and the way we express ourselves and the human experience? Because I can see that sort of like when you look at different generations, I, for myself, I have two children where like one of them, she's 10 years old and this is like the world she lives in. So do you think that this is like an an important part of even being able to bring them into a more um, expanded cultural experience?
2: Yeah, I I think that's, uh, yeah, that's, probably true I mean I've noticed myself like with when I present art to younger generations that they are uh that they completely relate to for example yeah aesthetic painting in a different way when they can uh interact with it or they can see it moving within their phone but then also what I've noticed is that they have a completely different attention span uh, and yeah. uh, you're always kind of it was really interesting i had like this uh i think 10 year old uh, a kid at my an exhibition i did and and she was at first super impressed with like um uh a Uh, painting moving and then she just like started pointing out this one and this one and the roof why is the roof not moving and so it's uh, I think that's huge potential because you can you see so much like there is no borders in a sense like why is that roof not moving why is uh, you know this just bound to uh, yeah this artwork I mean why I think our uh or like yeah uh, people that are a bit older they are uh, uh we're more acceptant of like the 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 boundaries or borders for technology uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's uh yeah, that's uh, I think a huge potential, but and I'm 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 wondering where this will take us in the future. Of course, it can be scary as well, uh, because it's harder to focus on things. But it might also be something amazing and uh, that changes how yeah how we see art and how we see the world.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh you talk about bringing pixels and humans closer together um what does that mean to you can you explain that a little bit for us
2: uh well i think we have touched upon it quite a bit yeah that like it's um yeah right now i think there's a big like dichotomy between us and digital content, and then that means in many different ways. For example, like uh, it's quite a homogeneous group that creates digital content. Uh, and yeah, that reflects on which stories we tell, but then also um, we are very um, digital content and like technology is not always created, yes it's creating with humans in mind but somewhat for example with our phone and uh, social media is eating up so much of our time that it's making taking away from other things in the real world that is very important and human relationships and what i mean with that is that i wish that it can add something without taking away um from the real world and real relationships. And that humans and technology can basically be side by side. And uh, also, I, I often like when you can, as a viewer, you can influence the story and, and you are somehow a co-author of, uh, for example, the artwork, because you decide how you want to see it and every time you see an artwork maybe it's uh, it's in like your unique way Um and uh, yeah I think uh, I think that's uh, the future and we're going towards where we're like more side by side with technology uh, and uh, yeah that's what I mean with bringing pixels and humans closer. That's and we also don't, we don't think about how a big part of our lives pixels are. Uh, so and they're kind of this you know invincible thing that <laughs> just uh, it upholds everything that we watch. For example, on our screens. So so I think it's just uh, it's it's very it's good to to acknowledge that it is actually just pixels. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah 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 thank you i was wondering uh this conversation has been so great i've been smiling yeah. all the way through it all so thank you so much but yeah. i was just wondering we were talking about um about uh who the future artist is uh, what is future art and future artists? And that you said the conversation is uh, always ongoing. I was a little bit curious about your take on it. What do you see is the future artist and art from your perspective?
2: Mm. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah that's hard to answer <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like what is art what are, like, I mean that's always the question right like who defines what art is uh, and I think that that will continue um, to be like yeah that will continue to be a discussion and who is a future artist well I think I w- yeah I was talking to my friend that works uh, uh, in Spotify with like AI developments and he's been you know working with this for 15 years or something yeah. so it's really like you know I think a lot of people's in a lot of people's lives AI is kind of now just being introduced like last year but uh i mean he's been around for a long time so it was so and then, then i also in the beginning of the year i had somewhat a crisis because i was like okay well you know some something that uh, i spend hours on animating can be generated in like seconds by by a computer like what is the future for me as a visual artist yeah and then uh, and so i I asked him, and then uh, we he said something very interesting that was like, well, I think like if you're scared of like technology taking your job or anything, then I think the future is like interdisciplinary art, and like because that is so complex uh, and yeah. to make something that is maybe both interactive." Uh, uh, audio based visual, uh, visually appealing uh, figure out the infrastructure and the technical solution for that um, but and also have like a good craftsmanship uh, that is incredibly hard and something that is is very far away in terms of kind of technology doing that uh, for us and so I do think that's us as artists will become better at mingling with many different tools. I think we're already seeing that, for example, like a lot of people are using, uh, like when you're painting realistic paintings, you're using a photo reference often and maybe with a projector or, so you're implementing many different tools in a very traditional uh, workflow. And, And I think the future artists will be a person that does that a lot that is not just uh, maybe good at one thing although i think there will definitely also be a a scene for the person that is just focusing on one thing but i think maybe that scene will be smaller and uh, uh, but i think the main in the main arts square, and the main artists will be very good at at jumping between different tools, knowing how to use maybe AI tools with uh, using analog techniques, but also uh, understanding human psychology and user experiences. And yeah, and so I think that's I think the future is interactive, uh, definitely, and uh, where the uh also I think we need to, to invite viewers and visitors in our artworks as artists more um, because um I don't think that the art world can continue being uh, so closed at times. Yeah. Uh, I think in order we we definitely need to start inviting and interacting more with the general audience yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an uh, awesome future experience society that you just described oh, yeah.
2: there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm being too naive in this uh, podcast. I mean, I could talk about, you know, all the the backsides of, of uh, the... Yeah. But I Let's think not we're end. also having a lot of that right now. And of course, we're figuring out everything, but I think it's very important to to realize the potential and not to be scared because I mean change is incredibly scary but um I think it's also something really great and and good if you if you uh, want to participate in that conversation as well. yeah and uh, yeah I think we definitely need to like I mean what you're doing in this podcast as well talking to different people I think that's incredible that's what we need to do it's uh, it's very um scary when there is just one group of people being heard in the discussion and uh, um yeah i think that's really something that will be the next year like getting more people and more uh, diverse voices in this uh, this conversation about technology um because yeah the the future is not homogenous <laughs>
0: No, you are mm-hmm. so right, Yubia. Yeah, we're gonna keep the conversation going. Oh yeah! And for yeah. yeah. now, we're so thankful that you could be a part of this conversation, and it's been such a great conversation. Really, an, thank
1: an you honor so to much. have yeah. you here on this podcast. Yeah, thank you
0: so, so much.
2: much. Well, thank you. It was really nice. A super interesting uh, questions and. Uh, yeah, I think we will uh, continue this conversation after this podcast as well.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So until we talk more, um, just take care of yourself and have an awesome day. Yeah.
2: Oh, thank you. You do, do the same. And it was really nice to talk to you, Madalena.
0: Thank you so much, Juvia. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>